glad to have you joining us on this first Sunday in 2021. Listen, if you don't know who I am, my name is Emma Richardson. I'm one of the lead pastors here. And with me is Jared Moore, one of the executive pastors here at Slate Church. And we could not be happier that you decided to tune in today, wherever you are, whether you're at a watch party or you are watching live or maybe you're watching on demand at some other time. We are glad to have you with us. And hey, listen, if you are tuning in live, maybe you're watching this uh, on Church Online, maybe you went to our website, somebody sent you a URL today, whatever, however you found yourself here, if you're watching it live, we've got a chat that's going up alongside. Maybe you've got it on your TV. Look at your computer. There's a chat that's happening on the side. And in the chat, there's going to be a button that comes up and it says invite. And we would love for you to press that and invite somebody to church today. We're just getting this service started, so it's not too late to invite somebody. And listen, there's going to be another button that comes up. I don't know if it's coming up right now. I don't know if it's 30 seconds sometime. Sometimes we time this perfectly, sometimes we don't, but it'll come up and it'll say connect. And we would love for you to press that button. And what it'll do, it'll lead you to our connect card. It's just an opportunity for us to get to know you better and connect you into what God is doing here at Slate Church and to find your next step in what God wants to do in your life today. But hey, wherever you are, whether you're watching live or on YouTube later, uh, or you're at a watch party, why don't we stand up together? We're going to begin our service today with a time of worship and let's lean into worship in this new year. In every way, you search me out, and now I'm caught up in your grace. I heard my name across the ocean. You pulled me closer, the current changed. You showed me life, a new horizon, a silver lining, a brand new day. And I'm like, ooh. I can't find the words to say and do You're higher than all my ways and Lord, it's true You opened my eyes to see And put out your heart for me My God, my God You're indescribable in every way You search me out and now I'm caught up in your grace I just can't fathom it I can't make sense so one deserving never ends You give me freedom It leaves me breathless My soul Now there's no fighting This precious rhythm I lift my hands high In praise to you Every time I go I can't find the words to say And Search me out and now I'm caught up in your grace I just can't fathom it I can't make sense Of how your love's the one deserved and never ends You're indescribable Ooh, ooh, ooh So indescribable Ooh, ooh, ooh You're indescribable Ooh, ooh, ooh So indescribable Ooh, ooh, 
together but at the church we do like to take the time to celebrate alongside some of the praise reports that have come um, over the week so here we have someone who is thankful for the provision of a new job come on praise God that's so good we also have someone who is thankful for late night drives and Jesus talks I know that's an amen for me for sure uh, we also love to read out some of the prayer requests that people have submitted to so we're praying for someone um, that they would have a heart full of forgiveness and to be able to step into all that God has for them we're also praying for someone struggling with anxiety. And if you have a need of your own, listen, I just ask that you stretch your hand out towards the screen right now and then stretch your other hand out in faith. I'm just gonna pray for us. God, I just thank you so much that you are a God who is faithful. Lord God, you are a God who is a redeemer, a restorer, Lord God. You're our healer and our provider. Lord, you see every single need that's on the other side of the screen, Lord God. You see their heart for you. I pray that you raise their level of expectation for what you can do in their life, Lord God, because you, you take every single thing that the enemy meant for evil and you turn it around for good. So God, we give you the glory, the honor, and the worship, Lord, before. And we pray that you raise our level of expectation even for the year of 2021, Lord God, because you are good and you are faithful, Lord, and you have so many good things planned for us. So Lord, we just submit all our requests to you and we just praise you, God, and we love you so much. We give you all the glory, the honor, all the praise. And we say this all in your name, in Jesus' name. could I offer to a king? What weight of earth could be held within my offering? When he alone is worthy. A glory song is inscribed upon
church, I hope that that is the cry of your heart today, that we would be able to praise God, that we want him and nothing else, that nothing else will do. What an incredible uh, uh, prayer that we would have going into this new year. You know, wherever you are, why don't you take a seat? I want to talk a little bit about giving and generosity and what it looks like to actually give back out of what God has given to us. You know, I love a new year. If you know that, if you know me at all, you know I love a new year. I love looking ahead. I love goals. I love that we have left 2020 behind and we are in 2021. And you know, I get so excited about this new year. It feels like a fresh start. It feels like I can, I can do and accomplish anything. And you know, it only takes a, a week or so to get into the new year when I realize, oh, yeah, that's right. I came into the new year uh, the same me that left the, the last year. I, I'm still the same person. I am still in need of Jesus so much. You know, maybe this year is the year you decide you are going to commit to giving back out of what God has given to you, to, to give on a regular basis. Maybe today you're going, you know what, I'm going to start this new year right, and I am going to give back financially and sow into the church that God has established here, sow into his kingdom, sow into what he is doing. But listen, if we just try week after week to do this in our own strength, it's going to get tiresome pretty fast. Anything that we try to do just within ourselves gets tiresome pretty quick, and that's what finds us midway through the year going, shoot, 
I had all these great intentions. I had all these great thoughts. I had all these great goals. I thought everything would be different this year, and we find ourselves kind of falling over and stumbling over those same exact things that we had going on in 2020. You know, in Proverbs, it talks about trusting the Lord with all our hearts and leaning not on our own understanding. You know, if we've walked into this year looking financially, looking at, at generosity, looking at giving into God's church with our own understanding, listen, we're not going to do it for very long. It doesn't make a lot of sense in the world's economy. But when it comes to trusting God with all our heart, it's a necessity to make sure that we are putting our money where our mouth is, that we are giving back. So listen, if you are committed here at Slate Church, if you call Slate Church home, if this is the place that you want to build into and sow into and be invested in, why don't you do that financially today? Why don't you start that off right now, but do it trusting God with all your heart. Don't do it in your own understanding and just watch what he's going to do in 2021 in your life. It's incredible. I believe it for you. So listen, there's a lot of ways you can give coming up on the screen in front of you. Check them out. Look into it. If you have any questions about it, why don't you message us at info at slatechurch.com. We would love to answer them for you. But you can give today. And won't you join me in praying for the money that comes in today? God, I thank you so much that we get to give, that we get to go into this year, God. And I am just believing that this is a year where people sacrifice generously, God, that people would actually lay down and say, hey, I'm not going to let money and finances and fear of that control my life. I am going to trust you, Lord, with all my heart. So God, I pray you would take what comes in today, God. You would bless it. You would multiply it. You would help us use it to, to just further your kingdom this year, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, listen, church, we have a lot coming up in January. So you are going to want to stay tuned in on social media. You're going to want to check us out at Slate Church, at Slate Church Online. Go to our website, slatechurch.com. Make sure you are leaning in right out of the gate, right off the start in this new year, because we have so much coming at you. Next week, we start a new series. We have Vision Sunday coming up later this month. We've got a lot going on. So make sure that you are just you are sticking with us so that you can hear everything that is coming up into this new year. But before we go any further in today's service, we have such an incredible segment, and it is called The Interview. So Pastor Jared, I'm going to pass it over to you. Can't wait to hear this today. Well, thank you, Pastor Emma. Hey, church, it's good to see you today, our first Sunday of the year, and we have our first interview of the year, and so we're excited for this today, and we have somebody really special with us in the studio. Can we welcome Rachel Alma to the interview? Come on. It's great to be here. Start of a new year, get an interview. It's a good way to start. Yeah, it's good to have you. Thanks for taking some time to come and share a little bit about what God has done in your life. Uh, you're somebody who served in a few different areas in our, in our church for a while, and right now you are kind of leading the host for our watch parties here in Waterloo. And so uh, you're somebody, again, who's contributed a whole bunch to just where Slate is today, where Slate's going as a church. But I would love to hear and love for you to share with our church a little bit of what God has done in your life over the past year, over your whole life, whatever you want to go with here. 
100%. Um, well, I think I have like that basic, I was raised in a Christian household, had fantastic Christian parents, went to church every day of the week, went to Christian school, that kind of thing. And for the longest time, I kind of thought that my relationship with God uh, was dependent on my parents. And when I made that decision to be like, okay, I'm going to be serious with God, I kind of thought that my testimony stopped at that point, that all the events leading up to that point were what my testimony comprised of. Right. And everything after that was just a part of life. You roll with it, things happen, whatever. But yeah. I think that misconception really came to the forefront this year because, or last year, I guess, wow. Because yeah. um, 2020 was hard, if I'm going to be honest. Um, outside of a pandemic, 2020 saw some of my lowest lows and mm. my highest highs. Um, mm. I had a lot of dark days. I um, struggled mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, but there was a lot, of, a lot of good that came out of 2020s. And my mom beat cancer. That, wow. was, that was a big one. Come on. Um, I love you, Mom, wherever you are. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, but the road to her getting to that point and ringing that bell, it was hard. Yeah. Um, and COVID aside, cancer is a tricky thing, and having to watch the person you love go through all of that pain um, really tested my faith. I wanted to take her pain away at times, but I knew that it wasn't mine to take. Right. And I struggled with that. There were quite a few times, you know, where we thought we were going to lose her, which is horrifying. You never want to think that you're going to lose the person you love most. And in those moments, I questioned God the most. In those moments, mm. I was like, God, how are you doing this? How can a good God be willing to do something like this? And it just, that question kept running through my mind. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm not going to question God anymore because that's just not right. right. I'm not going to bring it to God anymore because he's not going to come through anymore. Mm. And I was reminded in one of my really low moments, it was a night before, you know, a surgery that could make or break what yeah. her future looked like. I was just racking my brain. I'm like, God, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? And my friend reminded me of the story of Mary and Martha where they were grieving. They were they were struggling and God and Jesus never once questioned them for, you know, feeling those emotions. Jesus mm. never once told them that they were bad Christians for being sad, being frustrated, being upset, but rather he sat there with them in mm. that pain. And that was like a hard oof moment. Yeah. You know, I was just, I was in that moment so wrecked. I'm like, what is, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do if my mom's not here? What am I going to do if I'm in the middle of a pandemic and I'm trying to go to Zoom Academy? I'm trying to figure out my right. mental health, my physical health. What am I going to do if I lose that person? And in that moment, I just felt it. And I had realized that up until that point, I, I wasn't realizing that my trials are actually part of my testimony, that mm. the everyday struggles and the everyday ebbs and flows of life are actually adding to the testimony that is your everyday life mm. and that your trials can add to your testimony, which will then impact other people. Yeah. And when I started feeling those feels and when I really just brought it to God, like I, I was heated, I was peed yeah, with God. Yeah. I'm like, God, what's wrong with you? And I was just open and honest with him. I felt so much closer to him. I felt mm. in that moment closer than I've ever been with God in my entire life. And I feel like that was a catalyst I needed to, you know, taking that step with my relationship with God and diving deeper. And yes, it was some of the darkest days of my life, but I know that God was there with me mm. through it all. And that just being open and upfront about my doubts and my yeah. struggles actually helped me get closer. Yeah. Um, and after that point, it wasn't like, okay, life's easy, no worries. It wasn't like that. I knew that there was still a road to go, especially with my mom and yeah. with just this season. Um, but I knew that I wasn't alone in it, mm. which was just such a great reminder and such a timely reminder, especially in a time as this. Um, I was reminded of a verse in Psalms, somewhere in Psalms, um, and it was that um, the night may seem long, but 
morning is coming, something along yeah, the lines yeah. of that. And man, was 2020 a long night. Yeah. Like, oof, it never yeah. ended. I really like thought, oh, we're, t- we're turning a corner. No, just like another L, another L. Yeah, yeah. But the morning did come. Joy did come in the morning. And I just had to hold fast to that promise mm. that, you know, the morning is coming, but it might not look like what I'm expecting it. And it's right. okay because God has a plan. Yeah. And he doesn't, God doesn't give us our entire path at the beginning because he knows if he does that, we wouldn't need him. Right. So I was kind of like good. holding fast to that promise that morning is coming, that God's going to be there with me through the night, through the morning, through that entire season and just be there. Um, mm. So yeah, that, that was 2020. Um, it was yeah, a lot. Big but, year. Holy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't have changed it for a thing. I know that sounds weird to say, but yeah. I'm grateful for 2020 and the Kay. lesson that it taught me. So, so listening to your story over this like last year yeah. and last like season of your life, there's a lot of things out of your control, whether that be the pandemic or the situation with your mom. What would you say to somebody who just feels super overwhelmed with all the things that are out of their control in their life and they're, they're feeling like God is distant from them or just super overwhelmed by those things? Hmm. Uh, I definitely found myself in that spot quite a bit. Um, I would just say don't run from those emotions. Um, feel them. Uh, and don't be scared to bring it to God. Uh, I was always hesitant. I'm like, if I bring my honest self to God, he's not going to love me. And that's a lie straight from the devil. He'll love you for your flaws. That's why he loves you. And just just bring it to his feet. Really lay it at his feet and just be honest with him, be upfront, feel those emotions, reach out to people that love you and have them check in on you often and know that you're not alone in it, that regardless of what the world may say, regardless of what the enemy may say, you have someone in your corner that will be there day in, day out. Yeah, it's good. Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your story about what God has done in your life and in your mom's life. And uh, it's super exciting to see that the joy has come in the morning and that there was a resolution to that. You must feel like a weight is lifted off of your shoulders Huge coming weight, out of man. 2020. But again, thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your honesty and thank you for your time to be here today and, and to share that story. I'm gonna pass it over to, uh, to Pastor Emma to continue to lead us in the rest of our service here today. Well, hey, thanks so much, Pastor Jared and Rachel. What a great testimony. I love that you can look back on 2020, and as much as there were so many challenges and difficulties, you can see so much good in that too. Such an encouragement for so many people. Well, hey, I I believe we are starting off 2021 with a bang. I'm excited for this message that is about to come at you right now. So it is my privilege to pass it over to Pastor Brandon. So excited to hear what you have to say, what God has laid on your heart. Listen, it's always kind of funny to call you pastor because uh, you're also my husband. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I love that you're my pastor too and that I get to be led by you. So excited to hear what what God's spoken to you today. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. And uh, just before we start the message, I just want to point out really quick, um, and uh, I mean, she's not going to be on screen right now, but I just want to point out, uh, if we all start our 2021 the way that Kim Madume was just leading us in worship, I think that we're going to have a really good 2021. And I honestly, yeah, right here in the studio, everybody's giving her uh, a clap here. And, and hopefully you are at home as well, because here's the thing. We need a spirit after God's own heart to guide us through 2021. I'm about to speak a message that I hope will bless your heart. It's called Nothing Has Changed. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited because in 2021, I think everybody's hoping that everything would change. But I want to bring a message that says nothing has changed. And uh, we're going to get into that. But why don't we pray and then we'll get into the text, okay? Jesus, I want to thank you for who you are 
And uh, I want to thank you, Jesus, that we get to come here today. And wherever we're tuning in from, whether we're driving, whether we're at a watch party, whether we're, uh, 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 whether we're whatever we're doing, God, I-, I pray that you would speak to us through this medium that you have provided for us in this season. God, may you speak to us and ignite our hearts, uh, uh, light uh, our hearts for a, a new passion for what you want to do through us. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Yell it wherever you find yourself. Amen. If you're driving your car, just scream it out loud. Put your window down. If you're in Canada, it's probably freezing. But just yell it out, amen, because here's the thing. Nothing has changed. 2021 is here, but I don't know about you. It just feels like we're living in Groundhog Day. I open up my Apple News app today, and some of you across the screen, you're like, oh, man, that's such a liberal app. Why would Pratt? Listen, I'm, I'm using it as a, as a story. I don't even know if I opened it this morning. What I'm trying to say is that you open your news today, it's the same dang thing as last year. It's incredible. I was reading prior to Christmas this past year, okay? So all of a sudden, the vaccine's coming in. It is the savior of the world, okay? The vaccine's coming in to save us from this terrible COVID thing, and it is bad. But it's funny because the vaccine is is delivered, okay? And um, my favorite video of the vaccine coming off the plane and everything else into Canada is someone synced it up with the ESPN song for the football guys that they're running out of the tunnel. And it's just this epic shot of like these guys like pushing this cart. And it's great because it's this moment of celebration for so many people in our society. And then all of a sudden, the very next hour, there is, a, there is an article that comes out that says, you know what, because of climate change, all of a sudden, all of this stuff is, is going to happen. We're going to see more of COVID and more illnesses like it. And I'm just going like, can we not just have a win for like one second? Just give us a win for one hour. And listen, I'm not telling you my personal thoughts on vaccines. I'm not telling because you guys love to critique the little stuff, right? Let's keep it in the big picture for a second. Let's talk about this. Nothing has changed. Hey, surprise, we're in January 3rd. It is the third day of 2021. And how many of you have already sucked at your New Year's resolutions? (laughs) Nothing's changed. So many of us were like, if we just make it to 2020, it's been the year from hell. And if we can just get to 2021, we'll cross a new starting line and things are going to get better. And I'm, I'm here to say nothing has changed. Hey, it's a new year, but it's the same you. It's a new year, but there's still the same news media outlets that are pumping us full of garbage. It's a new year, but the enemy still wants to attack you in the same way. It's a new year, but nothing has changed. You see, I, um, I love getting up early. It's not my natural default. I'm like a, I'm like a, a mix between uh, stay up as late as you can and then try to wake up as early as you can. Some people call it burning the candle at both ends. I just call it I'm full of fire either way. And uh, so I'm just like full tilt all the time. And uh, in our old house that we lived in, uh, I was always nervous at 5 a.m. to be making breakfast. We lived in a, a, in a smaller bungalow. The kids' bedrooms were basically right next to the kitchen. And so I had all this nervousness about making my breakfast 
early. And, um, and so I would, believe it or not, we, I would go downstairs to our laundry room. It's like a work room. I got myself a hot plate. I got a second uh, toaster. I would set up all my stuff the night before. I'd have my, my banana there, my English muffin, my plate. And I would be downstairs on top of our washing machine just making my eggs, okay? And this is the way I would start my mornings. And sooner or later, I kind of fell out of the habit of waking up at 5 a.m. Well, I started telling myself, well, it's just this crappy house I live in. It's just this place. Like, as soon as I move into a new house, everything's going to be... Well, you know, just before Christmas, Emma and I and our family, we moved into a new house. And uh, it's funny because for the first little while we lived there, nothing changed. It's like all of a sudden the rooms are as far away from the kitchen as you can possibly get in a home. And yet for some reason, Brandon's still not waking up at 5 a.m. So what is it? Was it my context that was keeping me from it? Or was there something inside of me that was keeping me from what I really wanted to do? I want to tell you in 2021, nothing has changed. In fact, if anybody can relate to this kind of idea of nothing changing, it's the Apostle Peter. Apostle is a really churchy way of saying he was a disciple that was with Jesus. He was a leader of the church. In fact, Jesus built his church on him. His name is Peter, okay? And Peter is a fisherman before he meets Jesus and he's out with his father and, and his brother and all of a sudden Jesus walks by and as Jesus walks by, he says, Simon, which was his name before Jesus because Jesus does this cool thing where if he meets people in the Bible, he just like changes their name, which is like a totally not a thing that would happen. Now, if you're watching, your name's Mark. Can you imagine? I was just like, hey, Mark, nice to meet you. Thanks for being a part of Slate Church. All the Marks here, we changed their name to Andrew. <laughs> oh, you don't like Andrew? There's a secondary choice. You can also be Bartholomew. It's like, I'll take Andrew, you know? It's like, nobody does that anymore. But Jesus, he changes his name because why? He's giving Simon a new identity. And so Simon becomes known as Simon Peter. And later, we just call him Peter. And he follows Jesus for three years. And then Jesus, he's crucified on the cross. And Peter is there as he's being crucified. And he's asked by a little servant girl after three years of following Jesus, after being told that the church of Jesus Christ is going to be built on this man, Peter, he's at the fire. Jesus is off in the distance, being crucified. And he's at a fire. And a small little servant girl approaches him and says, weren't you a Jesus? And so Peter, the big church man that he is, about to lead the whole global church, right? He stands up nice and tall and tells the little servant girl that, yes, in fact, I was with Jesus. If you want to crucify me right now with them, go. No, 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 no. But Peter doesn't. He denies Jesus. In fact, it says he goes a little bit further than this and he starts cursing and saying, I don't know the man. Cue the SpongeBob effect, sound effect when he was swearing. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. But Peter just starts swearing at this little servant girl. And all of a sudden, Peter finds himself denying him three times and Jesus dies. Can you imagine the place that Peter finds himself? And so we pick up the story in John chapter 21. John is one of Jesus' disciples and followed Jesus for that entire time. He was in the inner crew with, with, with Jesus. He was in, in the inner crew with, 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 with Jesus and Peter. And, and, and so John really knows Peter. He's known Peter. In fact, he includes a lot of details about Peter because Peter is one of his best friends. And he's telling about the story of Peter and Peter leads the people that are left on earth after in the, in the wake of what, what could have been just the biggest nightmare for them, which was Jesus dying. And Peter leads them not to go spread the news of Jesus Christ rising again from the grave. He goes back to fishing where Jesus found him. 
And it says he's fishing. And all of a sudden, a man appears on the shore, which is Jesus, and he does the same thing he does for Peter when Peter first met him. And he says, have you caught anything? All the guys, including Peter, says no. And Jesus says, throw your, your net on the other side of the boat. And all of a sudden, there's a miraculous catch of fish on the other side of the boat. Now, these boats weren't that big. They were like from here to here. And I can't move too far because our, our team's going to get me re really in trouble because they want me to stay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so take that. Uh, anyway, um, and it wasn't that big. So throw the net. It's like, what? what in the world? But all of a sudden... Jesus gets involved in the story again, and guess what? That's when things start to change. Okay, so, so I, just wanna, I just want you to, to picture, because Peter, after Jesus dies, is filled with regret. How could you not be? The roaster crows three times, which was the indication that Jesus gave Peter, that when it crows three times, you will have already denied me three times. And all of a sudden, he's left in the regret. He's left in the guilt. He's left in the shame. He's left in the questioning of, will Jesus use me now? And what does he do? He goes right back to what he always did before Jesus. And all of a sudden you have a man that followed Jesus more closely than any other human that has walked this planet. And he's in a place where he has to say, has nothing changed? I love this story because Jesus doesn't leave Peter there. In fact, in fact, even if you think in your world today, nothing has changed. I'm reading the same news. I'm going to the same job. I'm fighting the same battles. I can't wake up at 5 a.m. anymore. I don't know what's going on inside of me. Guess what, church? 2021 is going to be different. Nothing has changed, and yet at the same time, everything can change. Because in this story, Peter is back to his old job. He's looking for more work. He's leading all the disciples, the closest followers of Jesus, in a path that Jesus has not called them to. And here's the thing. Peter is doing that, and he feels like nothing's changed. But all of a sudden, Jesus shows up on the shore, and everything changes. Come on, you can return back to your old ways here in 2021 and be going, what is this? Three days in, and I'm still me? Yeah, but then Jesus enters the scene. Hey, nothing can change in your life and yet everything can change because that's exactly what Jesus does when he gets involved in our lives. Come on, are you hearing me, church? Jesus wants to impact your 2021 in a way that nobody else can and I want to walk you through the story because Peter and, and, uh, initially goes, who is this man? And as soon as he pulls this up, he's like, wait, I've noticed this before. I noticed I, 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 this has happened to me before. And he runs on the shore and he recognizes it's Jesus and he goes... And he all of a sudden starts and begins to talk to Jesus. And it says that when Jesus has called them on, then they, they eat breakfast and they eat some fish, which Jesus had already caught because Jesus is just a boss and he didn't really need the fish that they caught anyway. Which is just that maybe, uh, I wasn't going to say this, but maybe just something that a lot of us need to understand as we start contributing to the church. Like, yeah, I mean, you're a great catch. You're a great catch. But just Jesus doesn't actually need you. Like just because you, you caught all the fish, just because you have many talents, he, he doesn't need you, he wants you. And what he wants you to understand is that even if he doesn't take what you've got, he still has a lot to pour out to his church. He still has a lot to feed his children. He still has storehouses of stuff that we need that maybe you're not able, even able to get. So guess what? You're not, you, you're not God's gift to humanity, Jesus is. And our job is just to meet Jesus where he wants to meet the people around us. And here we have Peter, and he's finishing eating this, and, and all of a sudden, Jesus says, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? This is chapter 21, verse 15. 
chapter 21, verse 15. And you got to know that this must have just stung for Peter because Jesus doesn't say, Peter, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? The first contact Peter is really, really having with Jesus, his own one-on-one conversation where Jesus is looking into his eyes and, and they're starting to address some of that stuff that Peter did while, while Jesus was on the cross. And he doesn't say, Peter, son of John. No, 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 no. Jesus reminds Peter of who he was before he met him. Peter, son of John. No, 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 no. Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Now, I want to give you what the end of the story is. He completely forgives Peter for what he did. In fact, he reminds Peter that he wants Peter to actually continue to lead his church. But with that knowledge in mind, some of you are tempted to think in this moment where you say nothing has changed. Some of you are tempted to think that because nothing has changed and because I'm still going to those websites and because I'm still reading the news and it's still depressing me and I'm still waking up with anxious thoughts and I'm still whatever and I'm still Simon inside and some of you are going, is this year going to be any different? And what I want to tell you is that Jesus picks a starting point with with. Simon Peter, that he can recognize that everything changes when he enters the picture. Peter, you might feel guilty, but I'm only reminding you of who you are so that you can remember what happened when I came into your life. I want to speak to you, church. It doesn't matter what your 2021 has looked like or what you hope it to look like. All you need to make sure is that Jesus is a part of your equation because that's how you're going to ensure that while nothing might change, everything could change in your 2021. I kind of like 2020 because it rolled off the tongue better than 2021. But that's about all I like from 2020. Because 2021 is a year that we are going to pick ourselves up as a church and say, you know what? We are the church of the redeemed. You know, we are the church of Simons that were turned into Peters. We are the church that in our own power, we don't know how to go through something like a pandemic. But guess what, enemy? We have gone through a pandemic. And guess what, enemy? You couldn't steal the church from us. And guess what, enemy? Is that all you've got to throw at us? Because here's the thing, Jesus got involved at some point in our pandemic, didn't he? And now all of a sudden we get the last laugh because we're not sitting around just having an identity as Simon. We get the identity of Peter and somebody's going to go, you're totally reading people into the passage. It's not even about you. Listen, this is written for our benefit. Yeah, he's not talking to you in this passage, but he's reminding Simon of something he needs to remind you, which is Jesus wants to save you from your sin daily. And so Jesus, or Peter, responds to Jesus, and he says, yes, Lord. He said, you know that I love you. And so Jesus says, well, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? And he answered, Jesus, yes, Lord, you, you, you know that I love you. And so Jesus said, well, take care of my sheep. And the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And all of a sudden, we get indication that Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And Peter's just at this point so broken because he's going, first he calls me Simon, then he asks me three times, do I love him? Like, where do I stand with Jesus? Listen, you might feel like you're living through Groundhog Day because Jesus is trying to teach you something. 
you might wonder, why is God bringing me through the same thing over and over and over again? Peter's sitting there and he's going, Jesus, I just answered, yes, I love you. But why are you asking me again? And, and now I've just answered you twice. And why are you asking me again? Jesus, Jesus this is the third time. Like I'm trying, to, I'm trying my best here. And what Peter's beginning to understand is that it's actually in this repetitive, uh, this repetitive question that Jesus is actually reinstating Peter. Peter denied Jesus three times. And now Jesus three times is mirroring that and saying, hey, that's great. Now I want you to feed my sheep. Here, church, I want to let you know that if you're going through the same thing right now, three days into 2021, that you always have, take it as good news that God isn't done with you yet. Come on, because the other alternative is, yes, you could get through this, but the other alternative is that you've given in to that thing. And here's what I want to tell you about struggling with anxiety in my own life. Thank God I still struggle with it and I haven't been succumbed to it. Thank God I haven't been run over by it. Thank God that I'm not lying on the road as the truck of anxiety has just totally torn through my soul. Thank God I'm still fighting it. Amen? Come on, thank God there's still a fight to fight in the year 2021. It means you made it through 2020, and it means that God's not done with you yet, and he's still reinstating you to all the things that he wants to do through you. Come on, nothing has changed, but yet everything has changed. Because all of a sudden, somebody that's been through some fights got some fight. Come on, I think it's time for us to start pick up our foot, picking up our fight. What Jesus is saying through feed, our, feed my sheep, he's not trying to pull a quick one on Peter, he's literally just saying this, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Then feed my sheep. So you got to think that Peter might be in this passage and he got to get inside his head and what he must be thinking, like, man, is this just all testing? Like, Jesus, does Jesus love me anymore? He keeps asking that if I love him, but, 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 but does he love me anymore? And you got to understand that in this passage, something beautiful is happening because Jesus isn't saying, hey, Peter, in order to do the work that I've called you to, you really messed it up there while I was on the cross. I watched you cussing at that little, little, little servant girl. I was up there wondering what you were doing, and now I want to make sure that you pass a whole bunch more. You got three more years before you get to feed my sheep. No, Jesus is literally reinstating Peter, not out of Peter's works, but out of God's grace. This is huge because Jesus jumps directly back to Peter's calling. You love me? Then go feed my sheep. See, some of us need to get that, this into us early this year, that God's not waiting for you to get your life right before he can use you. He's waiting for you to answer that question. Do you love Jesus? Then go do the work of Jesus. <laughs> Church, I, I really want to ask you do, you, do you love God? Then let 2021 be a different year. Nothing's changed, but everything's changed if you love him. Church, I want to ask you again, do you love Jesus? Then pour into your connect group. You don't need to wait until you got more information. Just pour into them. You don't need to wait until you get more money to drop off a dinner for that couple that's going through a hard time. Church, I want to ask you one more time, do you love Jesus? Then you don't need to wait until you beat your head, you beat, beat yourself over the head for that sin that is so entangled in your life. You, you can actually join City Impact this week. Just go do it. What I love about Jesus is he says, feed my sheep. And then he goes, I tell you the truth. Or, uh, he says, feed my sheep. And rather, what's happening here is that as he, begins to, as he begins to reinstate Peter, he's taking this idea of what he's just done and he's saying, Peter, I'm actually calling you back to what you're, you've been called to. 
See, Peter, you can just imagine, and there's a debate amongst theologians, you can just imagine that he's tempted to go back to his old way of life. And we can be tempted to think, well, Peter's really messed up. I mean, we know that, so many of us know the end of the story that we're just like, oh yeah, we know what happens with Peter. But in the real life timing of this story, you got to think, Jesus gives them fish again, and Peter might just be like, well, this is it. I, I mean, I got fish. And you know what Jesus is speaking to Peter? Is that Jesus is going, listen, Peter, you went out to fish, and I allowed you to catch some for you and your friends and for others. And rather than reinstating you to your fisherman job, I am reinstating you to feed my sheep. And by the way, I just provided what you need in order to do that. The miracle is in the calling. The miracle is in this moment where Jesus is saying, listen, I'm calling you to feed my sheep, but I also want to provide. Church, if I'm being honest with you, my biggest worry going into 2021 as a church is that nothing will change. And my worry is this. I was preaching about it a lot before Christmas. So many of us have so much hope in context changing in the world that we live in that we miss out that Jesus really just wants to change you. And through you, change so many other people. As I'm sitting here on the first, standing here on the first Sunday of 2021. And I don't know how else to say it, but guys, can we do 2021 differently? Can we stop relying on what the news wants us to rely on for the hope that we're going to have? Listen, our problems are not going to get better because we can get back to playing hockey. Our problems are not going to get better because we can back, get back to having people over that we try to move out of our house quickly because we just want to go to bed. <laughs> Our, our lives aren't going to get better because we just go back to normal life. The gospel has not changed. Nothing has changed about the gospel. Nothing has changed about Jesus' call on your life. And my prayer for us as a church going into 2021 is that church, can we just begin to rely on Jesus Christ as our source of strength? Can we begin to rely on him for our source of hope? Can we begin to rely on him for our source of, of nourishment for what we need to reach this world that we live in? I want to see a different church out of us in 2021. A one that's hopeful. A one that's believing for the best. A one that's saying, you know what, no matter what the enemy throws at me this year, I'm not leaving Jesus' side because he's never going to leave mine. I want to see a church that begins to understand that we're children of the Most High God. And what that means is that if there's an inheritance for Jesus, that means there's an inheritance for us. I want to start believing along, alongside my church that Jesus is coming back soon but we've got time to take as many people with us as possible. I want to believe that this year could be a year of prayer and not just telling people that we're going to pray for them. I want to believe that this is going to be a year where we stop complaining about the context for our connect groups and we just start pouring into the kingdom of Jesus Christ because that's what we've been called to. I want this to be a year where we stop blaming church leaders for where our own spiritual state is and we start feeding ourselves because we're not immature little babies as Christians. 
Christians. I want this to be a year where we start to turn to God and with our fear and our anxiety and our depression and say, God, I will go and get the right stuff to help me in the world, but I'm also going to turn back to you. I want this to be a year where we take control of our own spirits and say, Jesus, we need something different this year. While nothing has changed, everything can change. I'm not doing this year any different. I'm gonna trust in Jesus. Church, I wanna know, do you wanna come on this journey with us? Do you wanna come on a journey where we pour it all out, where we leave nothing behind, where we take Sabbath and rest like never before, but we also go do the work of God like never before? Church, I believe the year 2021 is one that we will look back on regardless of what happens and say, God moved through our church. And it all started on January 3rd, where a group of people said, enough, we are gonna move forward with this message of hope for a world that so desperately needs it. And if you're watching today and you're going like, I, I don't, <laughs> the starting point is Jesus, I don't even know him. That's okay. The Bible makes it really easy that all you gotta do is come to Jesus and if you give them your life and say, hey, I'm gonna trust in you. I'm gonna trust that you died on that cross for my sin because I can't pay that penalty myself. The Bible says, if you're willing to do that, God will work on the rest with you. In fact, what he did with Peter is what he wants to do with you. So I wanna have a conversation about all the stuff you've done wrong. He just wants to welcome you back into the family and then start to work on those things that are wrong. <laughs> if that's you today, you wanna make that decision, I just encourage you to bow your head. Close your eyes, I wanna pray for you. Jesus, right now there's people that are listening to my voice. They've been invited to watch this for the first time or whatever else. They're coming to know you. And I just pray, Jesus, that you would change what's going on inside of them. That Jesus, you would change the context of their heart. That Jesus, they would understand that while nothing might change in their world around them, everything changes as your spirit comes inside of them. And now they get to face a new day with you pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And church, can I just humbly ask, you know, every once in a while I do this, but I remind us that Jesus actually only needed 11 disciples to change the entire world. He had thousands following him, crowds of thousands, but Jesus knew enough to say, I only need 11 that are willing to stand with me. I only need 11 that are willing to say, yeah, Rome's still in power, but the church of Jesus Christ is gonna rise up from the ground. I wanna ask you, well, I don't even need everybody tuning in right now to say, hey, I'm on board for 2021 like I've never seen before. I only need the right people to say yes right now. And so wherever you find yourself, whether you're watching at home or driving in a car, you're in a watch party, I want you right now, if it's safe to do so, to stand up to your feet if that's you and you're saying, you know what, I'm marching into 2021 and this is gonna be different. I'm walking into 2021 and I'm gonna stop making excuses. I'm walking into this year, I'm gonna start trusting that in Jesus and what he has for my life. If that's you today, church, let's get ready to march into a new year. Because while nothing has changed, Everything is about to change in Jesus' name. Can we pray? Jesus, there is a church beginning to rise up in hope that you are not done with the world that we live in. 
The disciples could have said, well, Rome is still in power, even though you died on that cross. They could have made excuses for themselves, but they said, no, if Jesus has died for us, if he's willing to give us his spirit, we're willing to die for him. And right now we're saying, hey, regardless if we got to do all of 2021 on a screen, we are going to do it to the best of our ability. We're going to reach out on Zoom calls. If that's what it takes, we're going to pick up our phone and call people. We're going to show up at people's doors. We're going to make sure that the world knows that Jesus still reigns on this earth. The enemy has nothing over the church of Jesus Christ. And if you put your spirit in us, we're willing to die for you. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Come on, church. Can we rise up? Let's begin to sing 2021. It's a new year. incredible message from Pastor Brandon. Again, can we just put our hands together and thank Pastor Brandon for bringing that today. What an encouragement to start our year off 2021 on the right foot. 
Hey, listen, uh, if you made a decision to follow Jesus for the first time today, we are so excited for you. It's the best decision that you can make in your life. And we have something happening after the service called Next Steps. So hang around for that. We would love to have you in that. But before we get there, we have one more part of our service today. We call it the debrief. And it's where we sit down with some people in our church and we actually talk a little bit about the message. And so today we have Micah and Aaron with us. Can we give it up for Micah and Aaron in the studio? Hey, I'm not gonna waste any more time here. I'm gonna pass it over to you guys to hear a little bit of what you took away from Pastor Brandon's message today. Yeah, well, I think it took away lots from the message. Um, what stood to me the most was just this moment um, where Jesus meets Peter and reminds him um, who he was before he met Jesus. And that really convicted me. I think um, COVID has been a great opportunity to dig deeper into our healthy habits in terms of Bible reading, prayer, all of that. But it's also been... Um, kind of a breeding ground for complacency at the same time. And so that has been me lately, honestly, um, with like my Bible reading and stuff like that. So um, that really spoke to me because when we were in those moments of complacency, it's hard to, well, it's, sometimes we just forget all that God has done for us. Um, and we put that back into perspective of who we were before um, Jesus met us, where we were. Um, it just is a great reminder of how important those things are, how much we need to do those things to really invest in our relationship with Him um, because He has done so much for us. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> That's really good. What about you, Erin? Me, Brendan was talking about the vaccine and the new video we all saw recently um, and how he thought, like, can we just celebrate something for once? Um, and I really felt that throughout COVID. I know in the beginning, um, I was in the UK and I was kind of stuck there a little bit and I came back and we taught online and then I finally got to see my kids and I ended up actually having surgery that day and I couldn't see them. Mm. And a month later the stitches came out and I got a call, I'm having surgery again in a few days. And then, you know, it's just kind of one thing after another and I definitely felt that and I was like, this year sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one day when I was recovering, it just hit me and I was like, do you know what? Like right now you have a really great opportunity to shift your perspective. Mm. and. Uh, obstacles are coming our way, you know, COVID isn't ending anytime soon. And it's one thing after another for all of us, and it's unique to all of us, but I realized I have an opportunity to look at the obstacle or focus on the opportunity. Mm. Uh, and we all have that perspective. We all have the control over our perspective and our heart posture. Yeah. So I realized I needed to find the wins. I needed to find the pain and the purpose, or the purpose and the pain, sorry, and the um, purpose and the process of yeah. everything we're going through um, and I listened to a song on the way here and it was saying once I start to grow right where I'm planted that's when I'll realize life's already good mm. um, and Brandon mentioned wow. he's like when Jesus is in the picture everything changes yeah. and it's true when we grow where we're planted if we plant um, healthy roots in a strong foundation or roots in a strong healthy foundation yeah that's when we grow that's when we can see beautiful flowers sprout and come mm. out through the soil we can we can learn we can grow um, there's so much to be learned in this situation, and I just pray that none of us come out of COVID the same way we entered and just look right. for the opportunity instead wow. of the obstacle. It's really, really good. Hey, really quickly here, in 10 seconds or less, practical things that you're going to take away from this message and implement this week. Yeah, I think just, um, just really having action before motivation, just in terms of these healthy habits, of just doing it instead of waiting for that motivation. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I think just with this like idea with Peter and just being reminded of where he was, I think just bringing that into perspective, bringing that into your your knowledge and just reminding yourself of that. And then yeah, just taking action, just 
doing it. Don't yeah. wait to, don't wait to feel like that call, that push yeah. to do something. Yeah. Just do it. Just open your Bible. Just read it. Just pray. Just, yeah, just yeah. do it. It's good. I like that action before motivation. That's really good. What about you, Erin? Um, I think for me, heading into a new year, and as Brandon mentioned, sometimes we make goals and resolutions. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is just reminding myself to keep my sight set on Christ. Mm. When we're focused on the sun, we're, we're faced towards the sun, our shadows are behind us. Right. Um, and it's actually setting practical goals. For me, I know some of my goals, I want to be a better teacher. I want to be more patient. I want to make a lasting impact on the kids' lives. Yeah. And that's great to have that goal. But if I'm not actually implementing um, routines in my life to get mm. there, it's not healthy. So I know for me, I need to um, I need to go to the gym in the morning. Part right. of that is the accountability of friends. Yep. So there's actually steps we need to take to reach these goals. So setting goals, but actually figuring out what can I control and how can I get there? Because yeah. that's where the change is going to happen. It's not just having something in the distance. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you guys for just sharing some of your thoughts and, and what was kind of bouncing around in your brain as Pastor Brandon was speaking there. And church, listen, uh, like this is a, a little bit of a taste of what connect groups are like. Again, uh, we're not sitting people down in connect groups and asking them questions and like with microphones and cameras and all of this stuff. But what we do is we actually uh, have an opportunity to talk about what's going on in our life and what we can apply from the message and, and the ways that it's like stirring things up inside of us. So I had questions about this or I was thinking this and, and Connect Group is really a great way to both meet people but also build our faith and build our understanding of who Jesus is and how he wants to use us day in and day out. So if you're not in a Connect Group, we would love for you to get connected. And listen, again, to those who made the decision for the first time today, whether it was in a watch party or online, to follow Jesus is the best decision. We're so excited for you. And we would love for you to join Next Steps. And so Next Steps is happening right after this service. It's a Zoom call. Basically, it's like 10 or 15 minutes where you have an opportunity to ask questions. We as a church have an opportunity to share a little bit of our heart behind why we do what we do and how we do it and who God is and what he wants out of us and all of these things. And so we would love for you to join Next Steps right after this service. And so there's gonna be a button popping up in the chat if you're watching this live. It says join Next Steps or something like that. You can click on that and join Next Steps. It'd be a great thing. But listen, church, what a great first Sunday of 2021. This is just the beginning of God, what God wants to do in this year in our church and what he wants to do in this year and you as a person. And so we're looking forward to next week. We will see you there. In the meantime, have a great week and be blessed, church.